Hello everyone, perfect timing, it's 8 o'clock on Friday night, and that means, can only mean one thing, Smackdown. Friday night Smackdown. I'm pretty excited, this is the first episode I've watched in a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a while since Smackdown. So, yeah, honestly, you know, Smackdown, ain't nobody got time for that. Usually, <laughs> usually. Alright, wait, 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 before you get into it, you want to just introduce yourself real quick? Sure, I'm Michael, I met Harry in London. He's a cool guy. I'm from Buffalo, and I'm 21. I'm studying English and history, and I love wrestling <laughs> and comics and Star Wars. And, yeah. All right, nice. Good introduction. Thanks. So. Try, try. <laughs> <laughs> no, you killed it. <laughs> you just murdered that introduction. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to basically sit here and talk about Raw. Two hours? Maybe like an hour. Okay. Probably not the whole thing. Maybe right. even half an hour. Excellent. See how it goes. What's going on right now? Oh, yeah, so they're explaining the Ryback Well, right on. now, yeah, they're explaining that Ryback is sort of making his full-fledged heel uh, turn. No, what's a heel Hasn't turn? Been. What's a heel turn for those not in the know? So a heel turn, in classic wrestling terms, a heel just means a bad guy. Because wrestling, at its core, is just a story of good guys and bad guys. So, the term for good guys is always called face or baby face, um, usually in reference to you know the fact that someone like John Cena is supposed to be sort of attractive to you know many different um, parts of the population. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's that? Everyone likes it. Everyone so likes everyone, a yeah. Face. Um, right. And then a heel, yes, yeah. is the bad guy and generally does things to sort of get bad heat from the crowd, so he wants to get mm-hmm. booed. That's really his ultimate goal. Ryback's so getting booed fairly hard right now. He is. I'm pretty impressed. I think Ryback's really establishing himself as a dominant force. Definitely. Um, oh, some thumbs down there from the kids. But I don't know. I think I don't, I'm really excited to see how Ryback's Tina sort of turns out because, you know, they're so like, they're kind of polarizing characters right now. And I feel like I feel like they both got the crowd split like fifty fifty. I I don't think there's like a real one hundred percent hatred of Ryback. And uh, I mean really like the dynamic you can just you can just reverse it for Ryback and Cena. So like I think adult men yep. like Ryback and hate Cena yep. and children hate Ryback now and like Cena. Yeah, definitely. Um, and frankly, I think they should have capitalized on the fact that Ryback was super popular with kids and adults. <laughs> And I really, I don't really understand the logic of turning him heel. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like he's just poised to blow up now, though. He could be. He could be. Like I really hope bigger. so. Because, I don't know. But, of course, uh, yeah, here there's a great match tonight between Ryback and Daniel Bryan. Because um, SmackDown, <laughs> of course, is pre-taped. Wait, so. were you the one last week who was commenting on Ryback's Team Rocket equipment? Um, yeah, me and the rest of the world, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Everyone, it was. It's a striking. It's a striking resemblance. Um, really, I. I don't. You know. So, all right. Um, I came up with a game that we can play for this episode. So here's how you play. Every single, basically, like wrestler character that comes on the screen. Ooh, Daniel Bryan just appeared. You have to summarize them in one word. You have to characterize them in one word. 
The wrestlers? Yeah. So, okay. let's start with Deep Bry. One word that describes Deep Bry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to explain to you right now. Of, <laughs> so, I'm going to explain to our fans that Daniel Bryan is about 5'10". Yeah. He's a really bushy beard. Very, he's yeah. not super, he's not a he's big got, guy. He's got very wide hips also, which is an interesting uh, trait for an athlete. He's an incredibly athletic wrestler, but yeah. he just doesn't, you know, he doesn't, at first glance you'd probably write him off as a real underdog, um, but he's an amazing wrestler, and I would say yes, personifies Daniel Bryan, not only because of his catchphrase, which he leads the entire arena in <laughs> yeah. chanting yes for it's him. It's probably the biggest chant going right now. Absolutely. Um, but also the fact that I really believe Daniel Bryan is the future. He's a key, he's uh, a key part of the WWE future. And I really believe they should start. Now that a lot of the part-timers are gone, I really think that Daniel Bryan should be sort of rocketed to the top. Definitely. Um, and if this is any indication, I could definitely see there's some being some success in a, a Daniel Bryan Ryback feud. Why is he wrestling right now? Ryback? No, Daniel Bryan. I don't know. He just sort of showed up. I mean, we weren't really listening, I guess. But it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't. So, this is a, yeah, a really nice matchup. Kind of reminiscent of, I guess, characters like Chris Benoit or Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, some of these like smaller wrestlers, against guys like Triple H and Batista. Oh, yeah. And they would sort of tower over them, and, and you'd wonder how they could pull out the victory. Speaking of, I saw an, I watched an amazing match earlier between an old ECW match just between between Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko mm -hmm. for the ECW Television Championship, and they wrestled 30-minute draw. Oh um, wow! And it was it was a really masterful uh, performance. Yeah. What's Dean um, Malenko up to these days? Dean Malenko currently works for <laughs> WWE in their sort of talent relations. Ah, okay. okay. Um, yeah. You think he's still on steroids? Dean Malenko? Yeah. I, I don't know that Dean Malenko was ever on steroids. Oh, come on, man. He was a professional wrestler. He was, he was pretty big. But, you know, Dean Malenko had a very up, natural look to him. And his shorts, so. too? Yeah, dude. My hands are wet. Oh, so how's the... Wait, is this your phone? That's mine. Actually, what the hell is that from, too? I don't know if I got down. Good luck. Oh, I see you guys. I got nine, right? Uh, so yeah, Dean Malenko, the Iceman. Not really. <laughs> Is that one of his names? That was one of his sort of characters, yeah, was the <laughs> Iceman, because he was supposed to be oh. cold and calculating, and uh, didn't really work out, because Dean Malenko doesn't have much of a personality. He's um, a really terrible talker. You know, um, one of my nicknames. One of your nicknames? The Iceman. The Iceman? Yeah. Like the actual one. Uh, I mean, yeah, kind of. Like Iceman? Just like, you know, the Iceman. Okay. <laughs> the Iceman comic? No, just like... Like Iceman, like... like Iceman, like... Iceman, like, no, like, I'm just a cool dude, cold man. Iceman. Okay. Cold as ice, yeah. Cold as ice. Like, kind of like George Gervin, I guess. Okay. But not really. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know, I thought it sounded cool. Interesting. <laughs> um... I mean, that's got to be where all names are sort of born. Yeah, right. <laughs> the genesis of all names. It sounded <laughs> It sounds cool. cool, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of true, actually. Or, like, he conquered it. So he named it after him. 
But uh, you got a nickname. I know at least one. I have several nicknames, yeah. Um, yeah, the one Harry's referred to before, the kid. <laughs> um, which it was, again, a nickname that I, I chose really just because I, I thought it sounded cool. It oh, did. it does. It totally does. It's the kid. Um, Harp Daddy. <laughs> another, uh, another favorite. Wow. Wow. Daniel Bryan's got thrown out of the ring by Ryback. He did. So we don't know why he's out there at this point. Daniel Bryan, I think because he has some beef with Ryback for... Remember Monday on Raw, Ryback left the building and sort of left Team Hell uh-huh. hanging. Oh, that's right. That's right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's just a general... Yeah. Uh, prediction for the match, I would... Assume that I would expect Ryback to come on top. Ryback's got to win this one, right? I would expect him to, but you never know. Yeah. I don't know what else we have to look forward to tonight. I'm sure there's gonna be something involving Dolph Ziggler, some Sandow action, maybe, maybe some some Tilo Scholars actually. Mm. I hope so. Um. All right. Now that we're on commercial break. Um, I want to ask you to tell a story. Sure. Tell tell a story about old Greg. Old Greg. <laughs> Any story about him? Who he is? His taste in women slash girls. <laughs> his uh, I don't know his gnarly lifestyle. Um, I, you know what, old Greg, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the story, a story of old Greg that, from the time before he really became old Greg, um, when we first, we first oh, met him, yeah. and we, here we are. For like, this is like 30 minutes. Is you? The 30 minutes we knew him is not being old Greg. Dave, Dr. Krieger, David Krieger. Yep. And Scott Rosenthal, a.k.a. Scales. Scales. Um. So yeah, so we're just in Spain, in Barcelona. We're just coming from Paris, pretty tired, but definitely excited to be in Barcelona to see what we can do. We have to go to our hostel, we make our way there, and we go inside, and of course, you know, you're expecting Spaniard. someone, some, yeah, some sort of, yeah, Spaniard to be there to sort of greet you and, and, and integrate you into the, the country for the couple of days you're staying there, and all you hear as you walk through the door <laughs> is, hey man! Just take a seat right there. I'm just making some chili. I'll be right out. <laughs> what? <laughs> and there he was. Yeah, he came out. He was like, what, five? Probably like five ten, maybe six feet. Yeah, yeah. Just this goofy, look, this goofy looking guy, big yeah. grin on his face, baseball cap, <laughs> Yankees. sandals, Yankees, Yankees cap, cap. <laughs> sandals. Comes out. You know, couldn't be nicer. Uh, really yeah. cool guy, and we yeah. think this guy's awesome. He offers us, you know, booze and illicit substances. That we don't take, and you know, books, but not really books, just booze. <laughs> um, and and he seems like a really, really cool guy. Um, and but I will, I think I'll always just remember how surprised I was when he just came out and introduced himself. You know, I was expecting Senor, you know, whatever, <laughs> to welcome us to uh, San Jordi, San Jordi Diagonal. Yeah. <laughs> Hostel, uh, and instead we get Greg from from Colorado. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, yeah. but you know, I mean, I mean, I guess I don't, I don't think any of my, 
I don't think my parents are going to listen to that. But I, I guess like the other thing I'll remember from with old Greg is uh, sitting out. I don't know if I should say this. Oh wait, wait, wait. Tell us uh, after, at the next commercial break. Okay. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for another exciting moment. Old Greg going to. I'm gonna like oh. the time to old Greg and the kid. <laughs> <laughs> old Greg and the Dude. Sundance kid. <laughs> So is he getting a title shot? Ryback? Yeah. Yeah. At Extreme Rules? At Extreme Rules in like, what, two weeks, I guess? Ryback is a shot at the WWE. Oh, wow. But he'll lose. Probably Almost right. certainly will. Although Cena is really sticking it up recently. Oh, that was a cool move. Right? I feel like Cena is kind of not doing so well. Cena? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think Cena's falling back into his his old ways. Super <laughs> Cena. Super Cena. This looks like a job for Super Cena. Yeah. Super, John Cena. For those who don't know, John Cena is the poster child of WWE today, and by extension, really wrestling in general. Um, imagine being like the face face of like an entire industry. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, imagine also being like oh, super wow. vanilla. Doing an interview, um, and that's John Cena. He really he has very, very boring personality in the ring because his personality in the ring is just himself. Uh huh. He's just John Cena. There's nothing that exciting about him or anything. Um, and I think when he he falls back into periods where his matches get really really boring to watch because he gets destroyed for you know say 15 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And then he just mounts a ferocious comeback. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Gains this implausible victory <laughs> out of his ass, really. Oh. Wow, they love that. That's awesome. Where someone like Daniel Bryan has a lot of personality, a good rapport with the fans. Yep. A varied moveset. Amazing, he's an amazing wrestler. He's an amazing wrestler, yeah. Like, I've never seen him do that before. I'm sure he has, but I've just never seen it. He always has different shit. Oh! Nice missile drop kick there. Daniel Bryan's like, I guess, you know, Daniel well, Bryan really doesn't have much of a gimmick either. No, but he just has like a lot of personality. He does. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, he's just like himself. But like, really? Cool. Yeah. Oh! What the hell? Great head scissors. Yeah, that's great. But Daniel Bryan, you know, he doesn't have much of a, a character per se, but. Uh, He's just funny. He is, yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, I was like, watching the like therapy sessions with Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> were hysterical. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in WWE. Oh. So they, they shoot this on Tuesday night? 
Yes. Where? Like in relation to, is it like a city near Raw, I guess? No, it doesn't have to be. Huh. Let's see, like, um, a couple months ago, Raw was being, Raw was in Buffalo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and SmackDown was in Cleveland that week. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, so, they probably... So in general, like, it's not always, you know, like, super close. Um, they probably and, and, and have, like, so because of that, they have to sort of plan accordingly where, um, you know, where they're sort of going to end up in relation to one another. Mm-hmm. Just in case some stars need to make their way from one show to the next. Yeah. Uh, I think a couple weeks ago, or last week maybe, do you remember when the S.H.I.E.L.D. showed up on the helicopter? No. Don't remember. Well, that happened. It would have been a lot cooler if you'd said yay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, the shield arrived on TV in a helicopter, which a doesn't really make sense because you know they're kind of supposed to be working against the establishment. So where are they getting the money to do that? <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> but anyway, they actually that actually was them arriving from a SmackDown live event. That they oh were. wow! That's so crazy. they literally got off the helicopter from a match that they just worked and began another one immediately. Oh, wait, at a live show? On live television, yeah. They did a SmackDown live show. Oh okay, so and flew wow. in from that. Um, in the middle of Raw to, to make sure they, they got to Raw. That's nuts. Ryback was. No one surprised, Ryback picked up a pretty easy victory. Um, Michael Cole in one word. Michael Cole in one word? Yeah. Vintage. <laughs> Vintage, my, Michael Cole is, has been the, I guess, uh, play, oh. play announcer for a few years now on both shows. He was always on SmackDown, and I say vintage. Some summarizes who Michael Cole is because a that's kind of one of his catchphrases. He um, always says, uh, if, um, "If Randy Orton hits you know an RKO, he's like that's vintage Orton, vintage Cena." Um, it works now. It didn't really work when Randy Orton was like 27, <laughs> yeah. and he wasn't really vintage. It happened like four <laughs> years ago. Um, so, but I, I would say that's that's vintage Michael Cole. Um, also, I like older Michael Cole, but I don't really like Michael Cole. But what Michael Cole, Syracuse uh, alumni. Actually. That's right, one of our one of our best alumni. A proud, uh, yeah, proud alumni, proud son of Syracuse University. <laughs> <laughs> wow, who's that tool on the right? Josh Matthews is one word. One word. Cool. Yeah. Really. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you watch the video up on your rolling yesterday? No. Going to Zeb Dutch. Yeah. And who against who? Jerry Lawler. Oh, shit, really? Great, great, oh, great wow. match. Yeah, great match. But the best part of the video, though, is the promo at the beginning by Dirty Dutch is, is really good. <laughs> This was a crazy fucking match. That was a great match, man. Dude. AJ Lee, one word. Ooh, probably Ho. Hoski? Actually, no. Um, <laughs> no, that's the one. No, no, no. I have a better word. Fuck. What is it? Nymphomaniac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? She's crazy. AJ is crazy. She's definitely yeah. a nymphomaniac. AJ Lee, I mean, ironically enough, you, you say that, and she's going, I think she's like, 
being positioned to become the new face of the Divas division. But, oh yeah, for sure. Um, it is, yeah, it's crazy that that's I mean, sort of the gimmick she's going with. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's fucking. Nice. Except, you know, I guess like that just it continue. It just continues the trend of like just the hypersexualization of women in wrestling. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was like getting better. I, I thought not. it was getting better, <laughs> but AJ not. like AJ broke them. Yeah, AJ <laughs> like broke through. Man, that's definitely one of the biggest problems with wrestling. It is. It kind of like I don't, you know, I don't know. Does that speak to to wrestling culture or wrestling fans? It's or wrestling, to, it's professional wrestling itself. You that know what? women, like the only way women become like interesting, is when they are like hypersexualized like that. Yeah. Because the only major, you know, women's feuds or, or storylines really that have come up have all been very, very. Yeah, but they don't have to be. Well, I don't know, huh? It's they don't have to be, but do you but, remember the ones that weren't? No. I don't remember. Re- does anyone remember any of the Divas storylines? I don't remember that any, didn't of them. any of them. <laughs> pulling off like a potato bag? <laughs> Tori Wilson? Yeah. I don't know, maybe that's just how wrestling is. No and, girls and Dawn, Tori Wilson and Dawn Marie? Fondango, shut up. Said his name wrong. I have to say, I for the life of me, I can't understand why Josh Matthews is still on commentary <laughs> and Matt Stryker isn't. Because they're equally oh, as bad. Maybe they just flipped their corners. <laughs> they're equally as bad, and I, I don't really understand why Stryker was pulled off, but Matthews wasn't. He really should have been. But. Um. All right, old Greg. Okay, so old Greg. Um, so that was my first old Greg experience with old Greg. What happened after that? What was the next significant moment? After that, I guess the most significant moment was definitely... Um, the, chronologically. I guess the bar crawl. We went, we, old Greg took us out on a bit of a, you know, a bar crawl. He was sort of leading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was pretty. It was a lot of fun. I got really drunk. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Um, and that was my second sort of memory of, of old Greg. This is a, another a good one. I try, to, I try to have good memories of old Greg. I think because the majority of my memories are so overwhelmingly bad of him. Um, and just paint him as such a monster. That I, I like to embrace the, the faint embers of goodness that still kindle in my memories of old Greg. And this is one of them. Um, sitting on the curb with old Greg, we went outside. I remember... Dr. Krieger came up. I was like, "Hey, man, you want to go out?" And I was like, "And he had that look in his eyes, like you want to, you know, go out, go outside, step outside for a moment." And I was uh-huh. like, "All right." So we went with Old Greg, um, and we were. I was like, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna step inside somewhere, another building, step down that alleyway or something. Yeah. Puff, so you know, puff on some dro. And uh, he's like, "No, man!" And he just pulls it out right yeah. there. Just pulls out his bowl and his, his stash and everything. And just we just sit in the street outside of the the bar, yeah. just smoking a bowl like in the middle of Barcelona. And I don't think I'll ever forget that. That no matter what this man yeah. really was, like no matter what the monster he was, <laughs> all right for this for this moment, uh, I'll, always, I'll always be grateful that I met him. Yeah, it was it was a pretty amazing experience just sitting there, passing a bowl around, um, and just listening, and just, taking and in, just listening to him talk so much shit about. Spanish people See, yeah. at that point I was I was gone I was so far gone at that point that I was really not listening to him Dude, much, was, no. but I remember yeah I remember snippets of, of the conversation 
These are the laziest people in the world, man. He was pretty, yeah, he was pretty merciless. <laughs> they told us about his, his wife and how he almost got married, and we were like, did you? Um, and then, of course, later in the night, he asked me to wingman for him against, like, the two 19-year-old Canadian chicks that were staying in our hostel. And uh, I, of course, wasn't having any of that. So, uh, because old Greg was 50, even though he told girls he was, what, 30? He was 40. What did he tell them? No, he, he tells people that he's, what, 34 or something? And he's really 44, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe he was... Wait, I think he was 48. Yep. Yeah, no. He tells people he's 38. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone, for anyone, <laughs> who's going to Barcelona in, in the near future, if you ever stay at San Jordi Hotel. Diagonal. Diagonal. Which you absolutely should because you that should. place is fucking awesome. Uh, just be known that the proprietor of that... That establishment, old Greg. Uh, he's not 38, no matter what he may tell you. Early in the night at 8 p.m. when you start drinking Jaeger, he'll tell you, yeah, man, I'm 38. And then five hours later, at 12.31 in the morning, when you're, you're hammered, he's going to be with you, and he's going to drop a bombshell on you. He's going to say, yeah, man, as he passes you the ball. I just sort of tell people I'm 38. I'm really 48. And thus he earns the nickname Old Greg. <laughs> and you just wonder. And then, and then you start thinking. Then you start thinking about, you know, some of the, the stories, the innocent stories about hooking up with girls in the hostel. They're not so innocent anymore when yeah. you're as old as their grandfather. <laughs> oh, God. So, right. Very good. All right, we're back to SmackDown. This was a really dumb segment last week. Because anytime, it was pretty stupid, yeah. Anytime he has a great comment yeah. on TV, it's not a good sign. Yeah, that was really dumb. I was really disappointed. So. <laughs> the Punjabi playboy. Although we see Fandango's uh, ring sort of assistant, Summer Rae, mm-hmm. uh, definitely being positioned as the next, I think, the next hopeful Kelly Kelly. Really? You think so? Uh, a huge vacancy, I think, for, for blonde female divas champion huh. to be filled. You know, with the, the loss of Kelly Kelly and Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix not a great uh, great wrestler. person. No, that's not the right word. What's the right word? Not a great, not very. I don't think I don't think a great fate for the division. Yeah. <laughs> not not nearly as because you know like I mean Beth Phoenix is really just a great wrestler, but you know she's really big. She's <laughs> huge. She's a big woman. <laughs> I think she could destroy. She could destroy me in a fight. Oh, that's um, She's. I think yeah. She's got to be like six two or something. Um, oh, really? She's a very yeah. I think she's a yeah. She's a powerful, powerful woman. <laughs> um, and she's you know she's from Buffalo, she's a Buffalo native. Really? Gotta respect it. Yeah. Oh, nice. She's currently dating Edge, I think. What? Yeah. Right. Fandango. What? Uh... Is JBL in this commentary too? Yes. Dude, they gotta really stop talking about this. I think they should have just. I think they should have taken a completely different approach <laughs> to to Fandangoing. They definitely blew it up too much, and yeah. I don't know. It just sort of failed. 
I don't know. The kids are doing it now. Kids are, yeah, pretty, or, you know, do it. Except sometimes I think that, you know, like, looking to the sea. All right, we see a couple over there, but yeah. sometimes I think they plant people. Really? Yes. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. What? All these stupid stats. This thing, WWE, they have so many just dumb statistics. Because that sound, you know, like when they read them off, they sound really impressive for like a second. And then you realize that doesn't really matter at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for all mankind, you have to see that, dude. I'm, yeah. It comes out on Netflix. Yeah. Alright, Fandango, one word. Fandango. Um, Fandango is just, to me, it's just kind of ludicrous. He's <laughs> um, just a bizarre, bizarre person and character. I think just his entire, just the, how he was introduced. Like, A, like, all right, we'll start, we'll break this down. We'll break down why Fandango is, is ludicrous. A, because the character. Right. You know, in the day, in the era of sort of like the reality WWE star, <laughs> like people yeah. like Miz, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, John Cena, Randy Orton. These aren't, you know, these aren't Hulk Hogan anymore. Or even Sting or Steve Austin. They're not really making characters. They're sort of molding their characters um, and basing them on their own personalities, right? Yes. So in that, you know, think keeping that in mind, we would expect that, you know, like the trend that clearly characters seem to be dying out in wrestling. The classic, you know, big, huge sort of superheroish characters are are being taken out. Um, as are, in many ways, a lot of you know the sort of heel stereotypes and stuff like that. Um, wow. So a gimmick like Fandango, a dancer, maybe it would have worked in the '80s or the '90s, but I just don't think I just don't understand why they sort of saddled him with this gimmick. Um, when he's talented, he's clearly talented. Yeah. And I think he should just be given a more realistic gimmick because he's really just not going to cut... I don't think he's going to connect with the fans right? yeah. on enough fundamental levels just because he's... Sort of odd. Yeah, he's just a really odd, bizarre character yeah. at this time. Um, and I commend him for really doing the best with what he's been given. But... At the same time, I really, I think he has a lot more potential. But he's extremely young, I think. Um, his uh, career's just sort of begun, so I think he should be alright with him. Not yeah. extremely young, but... Um, Long Island IC, one word. Long Island IC. Um, clown. <laughs> I think Zack Ryder is just a clown. I, really, I respect what he's done in the business, and, and you know, I respect that he's a, a decent in-ring worker, and he has a, a nice connection with the fans. He's the one person that I just don't understand the internet sort of wrestling community's obsession with. Yeah. They really like Jack Ryder a lot. They really think he should be pushed really far, what? and I just don't see it at all. Oh. What's her name? Caitlin? Davis Champion Caitlin. Davis Champion. Got some roses. Oh, some roses, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Good lord. Also, I think it's a disgrace that 
Natalia is just partnered with the great Kali right now. Absolutely. She should be she should be at the top of the DB division. She should be feuding with Caitlyn right now. Alright. Early guesses for the the potential identity of Caitlyn's oh, yeah. secret admirer. I'm throwing Kane. one out there, two out there. Greg Holly, twist. <laughs> Biggie Langston, twist. Wait, the Greg Holly speaks? Not really. <laughs> he uses his mouth to form sound. simple sounds, simple phonemes. <laughs> in the hopes that someday they might line up and form a coherent sentence. <laughs> During which time, he will tell bits of man how miserable he is working, and I should just really let him go back to India <laughs> and put him in the Hall of Fame in a couple of years. Uh, you don't think the great colleague will go to the Hall of Fame, do you? Huh? You don't think they'll put him in the Hall of Fame, do you? I absolutely, I have no doubt whatsoever that Hall, the great colleague is a future WWE what? Famer. Credentials, former world heavyweight champion. That might get you in alone. What, one time? That alone Dude. might get him in. Add to the fact that, A, he's been a loyal WWE employee for how many years now? How many years? He represents pretty much the only connection that they have to an Indian market. Wait, how many years has he been working? In the At WWE least a decade now. It's not that long. It's longer than the tenure of some superstars. It's longer than The Rock's first one. Yeah, but that's because The Rock was fucking huge and left. They take that into account. Um, so that, and I think really the big, the major drawing point would be the fact that he he is their only Indian sort of superstar right now, huh. notwithstanding Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal um, is a superstar. That's probably the one word I would use to describe Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal's not Indian though, right? I he's think a he's Canadian a Canadian Indian, Indian yeah. yeah. So. Or Indian Canadian. <laughs> um, Great Kali, one word. The Great Kali in one word. Um, okay, the Great Kali is incoherent. <laughs> Personified. <laughs> Did you call him a golem last week? I did. I honestly, I, I don't know that the Great Kelly was birthed. <laughs> um, if he was, I'm, I really think it was from the red clay of the earth. <laughs> he was just given life and chose to become a, a WWE superstar. Probably some human sacrifice made that life possible. Something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. I've never had Little Caesars. That looks pretty good, though. Okay. I mean, it's commercial. Wow, that would be amazing. To fly a spaceship into the huge pizza. Honey, I think it is. Great. A great series of films. Oh, honey, I think it is. Come on. Come on. I actually don't really remember any of those movies. Yeah, I never saw them. I remember the first one when he shrinks, he shrinks the kids and they have to battle like ants. Ooh. They feed on that movie sounds awesome, pies. It's, wow. a, it's a good movie. It's a classic movie. If you haven't seen it, I, I recommend checking it out. 
I love Rick Moranis. He's hilarious. Rick Moranis is great. He spends the entire film trying to find his kids. Well, I really want to see it, actually. It's a good movie. You think it's on Netflix? I don't know that it's on Netflix. It's a good movie. I really want to see it. Rick Moranis, I'm a big fan of uh, Ghostbusters, so... Spaceball. Oh, you like Spaceball? I don't know that I've ever seen Spaceball. What? Spaceball is a classic. So of course, yesterday, since I was, you know, procrastinating doing work, definitely uh, checked out AFI's. Hundred greatest movies of all time list. Wait, they didn't make a new one, did they? They didn't, not yet. Okay. No. But it's always nice to sort of, you know, bone up on information. Yeah. The greatest films of all time. I think it's because, you know, I was binging on, on Godfather and Goodfellas clips yesterday. Uh, so. what, what's the better movie? What's your preferred movie? My preferred movie is Goodfellas. Yeah, I think they're, they're, they're kind of, you know, they're much different crime movies. But I think if I had to choose, like, a, you know, an, the ultimate crime film, I would say Goodfellas. Because Goodfellas just made, it made the crime life... Just seem natural, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It did make it made it seem as if there was really nothing, you know, nothing but, really that wrong with that, uh, except yeah. for killing people. Yeah, it's still kind of they aren't really cool with that. No, really <laughs> yeah. cool with that. No. That's it. You know, it's actually I was doing some like sort of research into the actual real story upon which Goodfellas mm-hmm. based. It's really, really interesting. Detroit. Um, and you know, t- yeah, I guess. Um, Joe Pesci's character, Tommy DeVito, is based on, you know, an Italian gangster named Tommy, uh, I think DeSimone or something, um, who actually, I think was, they said, other than the fact that Joe Pesci is, you know, like five, what, five, mm-hmm. six or something, they said other than that, his portrayal was spot on. Like, everything he did was perfect Tommy. Oh, wow. The only thing that was different was that the real Tommy DeSimone was like six four. Oh, wow. a huge, huge Italian guy. That's crazy. Yeah. But he's man. still such a like fearsome character in that movie. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I think it's amazing that he really he nailed that intimidation factor yeah. even without being you know huge. Uh, yeah, that's really. Yeah. Um, and you know how? And I guess the, you know, the film, you know, the film makes it seem as though Robert De Niro, you know, really wants Tommy to get made and then he gets shot in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in real life, the character um, Jimmy DeGent actually is believed to have sold out Tommy. And he's the one that it's believed that he's the one who told um, sort of the made men in the uh-huh. Lucchese family that Tommy was responsible for murdering Billy Bass. Um, so in exchange for like Tommy's life, you know, they would pull off the fuse, you know, yeah. if they uh, they killed him. This was too much. I think so. It was, you know, it was, it was cool. I, I, you know, I can't deny that it was, it was really cool. Yeah, it's cool, bro. Like, it's tough, but we don't need to spend the whole show time. Yeah, I guess so. Also, I, have, like to, I have to shirts. feel like I have to think that there are kids out there who want to meet. What if someone's? What if there's a kid who was, you know, ill but didn't want, you know, he didn't really care about meeting John Cena, but he wanted to meet, you know, like. Seamus or Tanya Bryan. Where was the other two superstars? I don't know. I just, like, I think at times like this, you know, like, it's the wrestling, you know, wrestling fans, we always get kind of concerned that John Cena is, because he's so active in, in things outside of mm-hmm. WWE, that he will just, he starts to dominate programming. 
Uh, um, and the show really starts to center itself around him. Think he's gonna be on this episode? John Cena? Oh, maybe this is him. Oh no, Zev Coulter. All right, let's go. Zev Coulter, one word, quickly. Awesome. traveling to the Mexican border and chasing away illegal immigrants with like a flashlight. No, I don't think I have. It's pretty funny. It's it's terrible. It's awful, but it's really funny. Dude, this is such a great character, though. Is that Coulter? Yeah, he's just so like despicable. He's great. I think, yeah, Zeb Coulter and, and Paul Heyman, I think, are definitely two of the, Paul Heyman, yeah. the top um, managerial talents in WWE today. Wow. This is going on, yeah. Nobody. Oh, sci-fi. Experiencing some tef- technical difficulties, yeah. A little unfortunate. Maybe turn it off. I've never seen so many people myself. It's been pretty wild all day, yeah. I think there's a little bit of a like barbecue going on. I've never seen many people myself. This place usually looks like a ghost town. I think, it's, yeah, that's fair, so. <laughs> what the hell? Alright, the TV's fixed. Yes. So that means now we can do a draft. Alright. So, um, alright, let's draft the top three finishing moves in WWE history. Okay. So we each get three picks. Um, we'll go snake order, even though there's only two of us. Alright. Do you want the first pick? Sure. Greatest finishers. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it at the top of my list. Um, wow, this is a lot tougher than I would have ever thought. <laughs> um, wow, look at is this Billy Fusilla? I hate Billy Fusilla. Look at these hoes. Yeah. 
Oskis. Standing on the golf course with Billy Fusilla. One of them is significantly hotter than the other. The one on the right? Yes. The one on the left is she very tan and pregnant. made up and pregnant. <laughs> you know what it is? I think like the wind's blowing. Yeah, it's so like blowing her dress like onto her stomach, <laughs> basically. It's not very form-fitting? It's not at all. Um, Alright, my, my, I think my, my favorite move, or at least the one that I've always thought looked the most devastating. That's pretty much all Brock Lesnar, F5. Oh. A vicious move. Alright, I'm going to go with, I mean, these are pretty basic picks, but Stone Cold Stunner. Okay. And, ooh. Hmm. I want to go with uh, Sweet Chin Music, Shawn Michaels. Alright. Actually, no. Can I take that pick back? Sure. I'm going to actually go with the spear. Any, just any spear? Edge. Edge of spear. Or the gore by uh, <laughs> Rhino. <laughs> okay. So that's what I'm going to pick. <laughs> um, Alright. I'm going to say... So you, you, got, think, you got two picks. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um... I've always been a huge fan. Well, I guess like when I was younger, and by younger I mean when I was like 16 and 17, uh, you know, 20, I was a huge Jeff Hardy fan, and I thought the Swanton Bomb was the coolest move ever. Dude, I was actually going to pick the Swanton Bomb. So I'm going to say Swanton Bomb, Great. and for my final pick, um, let's see. Hey, do you know I've always been a huge Kurt Angle fan too? Dude! And I love the ankle lock. Yeah. So I'm gonna, this is gonna be my third and final pick. The ankle lock's awesome. <laughs> Zip Coulter just wrestling. Wow, he's wrestling Ricky Rodriguez. This is insane. Um, Alright, for my last pick, I'm gonna pick. I guess. You know what? The 619. 619 is an Ray awesome. Mysterio. Ray hasn't been on TV for a, a long time. So was he injured or what? He was injured, yeah. So he was sort of just kept out for WrestleMania season. There were rumors that they kind of wanted I think they want him to retire soon. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, this is going to be a sick match. Ricardo Rodriguez against Zeb Coulter. I kind of wish Dolph Ziggler was in a match tonight. Yeah. I guess they give him the off. <laughs> Ricky Rodriguez's pants. <laughs> Zebra stripes. <like. laughs> <laughs> 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 Coulter is just, he's just open to just disparaging <laughs> remarks. Here. Dolph Ziggler just called him the bad guy from Sonic. I don't even know what the bad guy from Sonic's name is, but he definitely Eggman. He definitely resembles Eggman. Zeb Coulter. He actually had two names, bad guy from Sonic. They switched his name. Really? Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> That's what he was originally called. And then they changed him to Dr. Eggman. For any particular reason. I don't know why. I mean, he looks like an egg, but... Look at Biggie Langston. Yeah, it's holding the bathroom like a statue, yeah. <laughs> holding it on his own hand. Either one of them. <laughs> 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 
Ricardo is like much younger than Zeb Coulter. Yeah. I'm glad he's getting some time in the ring though. This is kind of awesome. I'm glad he is too because Ricardo is actually really good. He's a good wrestler. And I could definitely see. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. I could definitely see Del Rio and Ricardo making a pretty decent tag team. Someday. What? Are you serious? I think so, yeah. They have a great chemistry, you know, one on one with, you know. And Ricardo is like a, a good wrestler. Dude, that'd be awesome. And former porn star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely him. That's awesome. <laughs> oh no. Oh, one word for Teddy Long. Teddy Long? Yeah. Oh, wait, what? They're having a tag team match. Oh, shit. Um, one word to describe Teddy Long. Um, worn out. <laughs> Teddy just needs, honestly, I love Teddy to die, but he needs to disappear. Whoa, what is this? This looks awesome. Oh, shit. This is a pay-per-view series? I think so, yeah. That's awesome. Um, Alright, you want to do another draft? Sure. Okay, let's draft the top three most um, charismatic wrestlers of all time. Okay. You want the first pick? Sure. I mean, it's obvious, right? It's pretty, it's pretty obvious, yeah. I mean, it's up to you, unless you want the first pick. No, it's you. It's all you. Alright, alright. I mean, this... If I was to say anyone other than this man... I think the table in front of me would just collapse in on itself, creating a slowly growing singularity that would just envelop the world. Because there's only one answer to that question. Who is the most charismatic WWE superstar in history? It's Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It is, it is. Um, I, feel, I mean, the draft is really just one with that first pick, I feel. Like, but, you know, I'll, I'll try to hold my own. So I'm going to pick Stone Cold. And uh, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Okay. Undeniable charisma. Undeniable charisma. Also an undeniable douche. Hulk Hogan? Yeah. This is true. <laughs> um, Alright, charisma, I'm going to go with my, my second pick. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Ah. Uh, um, and... Uh, I'm going to go with a, a classic, I think. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> wow. With his trademark laugh. Making kids cry. <laughs> what does he sound like? The audience. Ted DiBiase? Yeah. 
All right, well, you look up, you look up Ted DiBiase's lap and make my final pick. Actually, I'm going to go with, ooh, tough choice. Hmm. You know what? It's new school versus old school. I'm going to go old school. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Macho Man was definitely in the running for me, as was John Cena. Yeah, Cena. This is Ted DiBiase. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're just moments away from the World Wrestling Federation Championship match. And with me now, oh, this the show is crazy. The million dollar champion, Ted DiBiase, a man who over the years has used his money to bankroll some of the cruelest and most outrageous stunts in World Wrestling Federation history. You are pretty young boy. Yeah, you're a crazy one. Bounce a basketball 15 <laughs> times in a row, only to kick the ball away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, oh, that was classic too. He like rented, he rents out a swimming pool uh, and kicks all the kids out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Infinite charisma from the Million Dollar Man. <laughs> Unfortunately, not from his son, Ted DiBiase Jr. Oh, really? Yes. Kind of a rock. Doesn't have it? Nope. Face told me I wasn't wanted. Yeah. I'm still coming in. <laughs> Yo, is this like the same format? <laughs> um, kind of, yeah. Pretty much the same format. Um, Alright. So, that's it for this episode of Gaming Um, Can you send us off with a, with a quote? Oh, hold on. Sorry, wait. Before we do that, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, I don't know. It's Twitter? A, a Can we follow you on Twitter? I don't have a Twitter. I don't really believe in Twitter. I think it's kind of, like, dumb. Uh, uh, no, I think, you know, Twitter, it's very, I think it's interesting. It's just not something that personally interests me. I don't have a Twitter. I guess you could find me on Facebook. You can listen to my radio show next semester. Oh, yeah. On WERW. What's the um, website? You can just go to WERW.com and then launch the station from there. It plays through iTunes. Um, and of course, we're uncensored, so that's really cool. And we play awesome music, yeah. So definitely listen to Mike Spoiler Mike next semester, featuring Mike Harbour and Mike Rogers. Um, and uh, I don't, you know, I don't. I'm trying to think of a, a good quote, Harry. What What do you think would be a, a good quote to end the show on? Um, it doesn't matter <laughs> what quote you think we should end on. You just need to know your role, grab your damn phone, <laughs> grease it up real nice, and shove it straight up your candy ass. Thank <laughs> you.